The Holy Qur'an has commanded believers to lower their gaze. Allah Ta'ala says that say to the believing men that they restrain their eyes and guard their private parts. That is purer for them. Surely Allah is well aware of what they do. The wisdom of this teaching is to save us from the negative consequences that come from openly looking at women. The reason is that our ability to perceive and appreciate physical beauty of any object decreases as we become more familiar with that object. Now take for example if we find a new phone or shoes and we see them through a store window and we think it's beautiful. We like it the way it is the most when we first see it. The more we see it, the more we become familiar with it and its beauty in our eyes slowly starts decreasing. When we've bought it and we see it on a daily basis, the fascination with it begins to fade away because our familiarity with its appearance causes its mystery and its novelty and that which is in its beauty to start to disappear. After a few years of owning it, even if it's in the exact same physical condition as it was when we first saw it, hypothetically, we still won't find it as beautiful and we'll want a different one, we'll want something new. Oscar Wilde wrote that fashion is a form of ugliness so intolerable that we have to alter it every six months. This is something that we all experience. When there's a new fashion, we find it beautiful, we find it fascinating. But once it's gone out of fashion, it's the exact same clothes, it's the exact same look, but we find it to be ugly. We find it to be old. So we find it less beautiful, not because its appearance has changed, but because we're now familiar with it. And the effect it has on us has changed. But take cars, for example. When people buy a new car, they find it beautiful. But then some people, they get bored with its appearance and they start modifying it. They buy new rims, they, they lower it. When they see the car now, they find it beautiful again because it looks different to them. It's lowered, it's got these nice new rims on it. It has a different appearance to them. But after some time, they again become bored with its appearance. So they buy a body kit, then they add a spoiler to it, and then they start finding it beautiful again. And they wonder how they used to find it so fascinating when they first saw it in its original condition. That original condition looks boring now. So with physical beauty, fascination fades with familiarity, and we start looking for something new and different. This same principle applies when we only appreciate a human being as a physical object when men objectify women and they look at them just for their physical beauty, their fascination with that beauty begins to fade with familiarity. Hazrat Muslim who described how there's a difference in how we see the beauty of Allah Ta'ala as opposed to the beauty of a human being. He explained that when we love Allah Ta'ala, we first see His Ihsan, which means His favors. And then we see His Husn, which is His beauty. So first we see the favors that Allah Ta'ala does for us, the acceptance of prayers. And when we reflect on all those favors that He has done for us, we begin to see the beauty, we begin to see the person behind those favors, that beauty that exists as the source of those favors. But for humans it's the exact opposite. When we first see a person, we only see their husn, their beauty. But we don't know them, we don't know their personality. Only afterwards we become acquainted with their ihsan, and their qualities and their personality it comes out. So from this explanation of Hazrat Muslimah who we learn that the purpose of Ihsan of Allah Ta'ala is to ultimately lead to His Husn, to His beauty. It's supposed to lead us to being able to perceive His Husn. If a person sees the favors of Allah Ta'ala and he never reflects on His beauty, His Husn, then he hasn't benefited from the favors of God at all and he'll remain trapped at that stage of Ihsan. And in that stage he'll just look for greater and greater miracles. 
He'll just look for more acceptance of prayers. He'll look with greed to the favors that Allah Ta'ala can do for him. But he won't progress at all in his actual love for Allah Ta'ala. That love is the whole point of those favors, to develop that relationship. So this was the same mistake that the Bani Israel made at the time of Hazrat Musa salam. So similarly, the purpose of a person's husn, our physical beauty, is to ultimately lead to our ihsan. If we only see a person's beauty, their husn, and we never try to understand their ihsan and their good characteristics and their personality, then we're not going to benefit from their husn at all, that attraction that there is to their husn. We'll just remain trapped at this stage of husn, looking for greater and greater beauty in their physical appearance, but not progressing anywhere in love. As we progress in love for someone, the appearance of their husn begins to fade from our perception until eventually we only see their ihsan. Now take for example our family members or our close friends. If someone were to ask us how handsome or beautiful a member of our family is, we'd have to take a moment and step back and relook at that person more objectively. We rarely think of how our father or mother looks when someone else meets them for the first time. We might be aware of how handsome our father is or how beautiful our mother is, but we may have forgotten it from an objective perspective. When somebody asks, we have to take that step back. So when we look at our brother or our friend, our best friend, someone who we're very familiar with, what we see is the person we know and the result of the total of all of our experiences with them. So the more we get to know someone, the more their physical beauty fades from our perception. And when we see them, we see the person behind the face. We see the ihsan behind the husn. Hazrat Muslim said that when a husband has been with his wife happily his entire life, then he loves her, even though her physical beauty is faded. If a person were to take a picture of her in her old age and show it to someone else and ask them if they would fall in love with her, they would refuse and they would say it's impossible. But still, despite that, her husband still loves her and he would give his life for her. Because although her physical beauty has faded, it's been replaced with her companionship and with her ihsan. So when, as a Muslim, when who explained, when, what we learn from that is when husn moves on to ihsan, then we no longer perceive the physical beauty of that person as much. But we really see their inner beauty. If we've come to know the evil attributes of someone and we despise that person, then it doesn't matter how physically beautiful they are. We are repulsed at the sight of their face. Sometimes in marriage has become dysfunctional. When a person is just a terrible spouse, it doesn't matter how beautiful and how youthful that person is. The spouse is repulsed by their appearance because their personality is just so repulsive that they're not able to find their physical beauty, which is objectively attractive from a certain perspective, they're just not able to perceive it anymore. And also if we have come to know the good attributes of someone and we love them, then their physical beauty becomes more beautiful in our perception to a point where it even replaces their physical appearance to a point where even a person can be old and can have lost all their physical beauty and to an objective observer they could think that this person is ugly from all the other standards of beauty that we ordinarily hold. But because of a lifetime of love with that person, their spouse will find them beautiful. So we see the husn of people when we first meet them. But as we get to know them, their ihsan involuntarily replaces our perception of their husn until their personality is all we really see. It's reflected on their face. It enhances their husn and becomes overpowering. Eventually, we have to make a deliberate effort to step back and see their husn again. Lead us to learn about the inner beauty of others. But if we fail to lower our gaze and we freely look at the physical beauty of women, then we don't progress past husn towards ihsan. We stay trapped at husn. The result is that we begin to see women as nothing more than physical objects and our appreciation of their beauty becomes very limited. 
When we appreciate the beauty of a physical object, whatever that object is, our fascination with its beauty declines as we become more familiar with it. So the result is that we look at something that has novelty to excite our fascination again. We search for that novelty. When men don't lower their gaze, when we look for fascination of seeing beauty of women, then no matter how beautiful a woman is, we'll eventually become bored with her. And we search for fascination of seeing a different woman. As a person continues to look for more and more different things to quench his thirst for novelty and physical beauty, he starts to get pulled into a vicious cycle. And that vicious cycle starts to become really apparent in the subject of pornography. Now one clear example of this is in the popularity of pornography and also the popularity of deviant pornography. When men start looking for pornography, they search for the pleasure of seeing things that they find beautiful and fascinating. But when they become accustomed to the novelty of pornography and the physical beauty that they're searching for, they start to look for newer and more different things within that pornography. The result is that they begin searching for more and more strange acts until they get to a point where they no longer are able to appreciate the normal physical beauty of a woman. The perception of beauty becomes so deformed that they're only excited and attracted to images that ordinary people would find disgusting. In this way, the effect pornography has on our mind can be similar to our biological response to an addictive drug. The more tolerance a person builds to a drug, the higher the dose he needs to get to that same high. And if that doesn't work, then a more potent drug is needed. He has to switch to something else. So the popularity of deviant pornography is a testimony to the results of this vicious cycle. It's inevitable that this is going to happen. Because when a person searches only for physical beauty, then he has to look for more and more different and novel things. This same principle applies to the example of looking for fascination in the beauty of cars that we referred to earlier. Some people start modifying their cars to renew their feeling of novelty in, their, in the beauty of their car. And step by step, they sometimes go so far in adding modifications that eventually their car looks ridiculous to ordinary people. We've probably seen cars like this on the road as well, that we look at it and we see that this looks absurd. It looks like a joke. Why would a person do this to their car and feel pride in driving around in this? And ironically, that same person who's driving that car, he probably would have thought it looked ridiculous as well if he showed it to him when he first bought his car, when he first found his original car to be a cool and you know attractive looking, good looking car. But because his perception has become skewed by slowly looking for new types of novelty, by slowly adding different modifications, so through that slow process, he finds the end result to be beautiful. So when men look at a woman only for her physical beauty, they eventually become accustomed to it, and they look for something different. And that search for something different, it never ends, and it leaves people more dissatisfied with every single attempt. And a person eventually finds themselves watching such deviant and disgusting pornography that they themselves would have found disgusting year, a few years earlier before that whole cycle started. This is where the search for novelty eventually leads a person if they don't check it at some point or if they don't keep it in check. So Allah Ta'ala has commanded that we observe Ghazi Basr, that we lower our gaze. We're permitted to look at the physical beauty and husn of our wives. And the reason is that in the context of marriage, a person can progress from seeing her husn to seeing her ihsan. In the relationship of a marriage, we can appreciate the physical beauty of our wives. This is something that a person can do, and it can lead him to the appreciation of her qualities in his ihsan. But when a person looks openly at the physical beauty of women, who he sees just around him, or on TV or online or in pornography, then that beauty can't lead him ever towards the higher beauty of ihsan. And since appreciation of husn can't move upwards, it becomes trapped. 
and it leads him downwards into the vicious cycle in which his perception of beauty becomes more and more disfigured, where he becomes more and more thirsty for more fascination and more novelty, and he's never satisfied. Then, because of his failure to observe Ghazi Basr, a man becomes less and less capable of finding his wife physically beautiful, and he looks for pleasure elsewhere. This is why we see many times that a man has an attractive wife, but he still can't get rid of his habit and his addiction to pornography. So failure to observe Ghazi Basr ultimately leads to frustration and disappointment. The Holy Prophet ﷺ said that the adultery of the eye is the lustful look. Hazrat Masimah guided us as Ahmadis that those whose eyes commit adultery and whose hearts are more dirty than filth and who have totally forgotten that they have to leave this world one day, I and my God are completely disgusted with them. I will feel happy if such people on their own account sever their connection with me because God intends to make this community a model for others who strive to reach the highest rung of the ladder of piety and purity and those who have truly given priority to faith over their worldly pursuits.